Almost Famous Live. Good evening. Um, you're going to play a few tracks for us later on? Yeah, we are. Later on? I can't even speak. <laughs> so, do yeah. tell us what role you both play in the band itself. Well, I'll start on that one. Um, I'm the manager, lead singer, and original songwriter, but the band's evolved now, so everyone does songwriting, which is really cool, because okay. I started as a solo artist by myself, and then... Um, uh, the band's grown up from there, really. And Pete introduced himself and, and joined because it, it was meant to be, really. And, uh, Forced my way in. Well, <laughs> I didn't really need to. He, he came up to me after I'd done a gig and uh, he said, I think I think I need to come and play guitar for you. And I said, oh, I'm looking for a bassist. I'm all right, cheers. And he said, no, I think I need to come and play guitar for you. So he came to a rehearsal and uh, as soon as he'd started playing a couple of notes and looked pretty cool with three guitars strapped to his back, we figured, um, <laughs> yeah, nice. all right, we might keep you, actually, and handed him a couple more beers and made sure he's very comfortable and he hasn't left yet. Thank you. No, I'm still here. I'm going nowhere, Claire. She's <laughs> stuck with me, Sorry. no matter what you might think. I'm very pleased to hear that. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're two of Claire Cameron Band. We also have uh, Jim the Hit Gaylard on drums and Mike James bassist. He's pretty awesome, too. Oh, cool. Interesting. Um, how long have you actually been performing? Which one? Both of you. Both of us. Um, <laughs> Taking into T- together or separately? Separately and together. <laughs> really pedantic, Personally, I've been performing for 15 years wow. at least. Yeah, same for me, really. Since, since we're a wee nipper. <laughs> <laughs> I've been performing on the stage since I was about five, but writing songs and actually performing them live in front of an audience I've been doing since I was about 10. Um, I won Composer of the Year Award at school when I was 11. And then wow. since then, I've just kind of got, got a bit inspired by that, really, and carried on. Um, as a unit, Claire Cameron Band have been in existence really since about 2005. But um, the, the band, the Electric Band, um, has been really, really making some noise and needs since about 2007. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Cool. Um, where was your first gig? First Leeds gig, which is probably more interesting to your listeners tonight, was um, in the Chemic Tavern. And I used to go down on a Friday and play their grand piano for free in exchange for red wine. And uh, by the end of the night, it was quite a raucous gig, to be honest. (laughs) I had a few friends come up and sing with me as well. And uh, I still sing with them down in London when I go and visit. Um, And we moved on from there to the Mixing Tin. And we've played loads of Leeds venues now. So uh, it's going rather well. So what was your first gig like? Were you nervous or were you just a case of... I've never really been nervous for a gig. um, Although I think I must be... I think I just get stroppy 
Other people get nervous, I just get stroppy. Isn't, would you say, Pete, that's... Gentle. Definitely stroppy. <laughs> and that, that's just how your nerves manifest themselves. No, I have yeah. to say, I used to be Mood like swings. that when I used to perform. I used yeah. to get really stroppy, like, go away, oh, leave me alone. I can't cross like a diva already. Constant, yeah. constant <laughs> stupid questions as well, that's, a, that's how your nerves come through. Yeah, have you, have you, have you locked the car? Have you, have you got the guitar? Yeah, I've got that. But then, then actually, to be to in my defence, if I haven't asked the stupid questions, that's the time where someone forgets their shoes or their... Yeah. It wouldn't be too bad without it's shoes. It's you'd, be set, you'd be setting a new trend, though, not going going on stage without shoes. Look at Iggy Pop. Without shoes is being done, but without trousers, I don't know about that. <laughs> well, Lady Gaga mm. doesn't wear trousers, does she? Well, she Blink. doesn't wear a lot of anything, no. does she? Really? Yeah. Blink 182, <laughs> naked. That's true. I'm not really. I mean, Alanis Morissette's done that in a video, but yeah. I'm not sure if I'd feel comfortable doing that on stage. Well, yeah. To be honest, no, I wouldn't. I I'm quite good at remembering my clothes. It's just the boys that forget. <laughs> <laughs> so far, it's only me. I'm the only one that's forgotten clothes. Is it? I didn't turn up naked. I just, it was a change of clothes that I forgot. Ah, make do, don't you? <laughs> yeah, he pulled it off. Keep calm and carry on. Indeed. That's what it's all about. Um, who or what inspires your music? I'll let Pete give you a few of his influences. Oh, and, uh, I wouldn't know where to begin. We tend to <laughs> usually blur out the same stuff at the same time. Obviously, Tall Perfect Circle for me <laughs> is uh, my main influence, but then also stuff like Mark Knopfler and Clapton and Hendrix and stuff, more bluesy stuff. But just all kinds, like some electronic music and, yeah. We both agree on Led Zeppelin as well. Absolutely. Um, oh, yeah. And uh, I love Beyonce, but I also love the... Uh, the past times singer-songwriters like Ella Fitzgerald, um, Joni Mitchell. I love Tori Amos. I love her um, too. <laughs> she's really inspired me. I didn't realise how much she had until yeah. um, I went through a period of not listening to her in my later teens when I'd written quite a lot of songs. And then I went back and listened to some of the stuff that's on the Crucify album and realised mm -hmm. that actually um, she's really directly influenced what I do. So she's got cool. to be named, really. That's me again, isn't it? Seems like you've been skipping questions and sort of juggle, juggling them around. Mixing yeah. it up. She, yeah. yeah. I, I always it, mix it up. Even though we've got a strict thing with blue and pink. Yeah, so I'm blue, <laughs> she's pink. She started asking still the blue questions. And then, then goes back to the pink one, so I've completely lost one. We know Good that Good DJs anyway. know how to mix it up, though. Exactly. <laughs> so what have you got planned right now? Right now, you've got us at a really exciting time, actually. It's yeah. almost as if I rang you and arranged a press conference. This has happened at exactly the right moment. Do you know why? Go on. We've got our first ever video being screened live. Well, not live, but in front of a yeah. live audience. It's being shown for the first time at Brilliant. BBC Introducing Gig on Friday upstairs at the library. And it's at, Have you heard of 360 Club? Um, Richard Watson runs these nights every Friday. No, I haven't. Upstairs no. at the library. And it's for um, acts that have been played on the BBC Introducing oh, stuff. Brilliant. And um, this one's being filmed for the BBC. So we're not just showcasing our brand new video. But um, we're also being filmed as well. at the same Brilliant. time. So going um, in with the big boys at ah, BBC. I was going to well, say, I have <laughs> heard I think we might as well go straight, straight yeah. up. That's it, exactly. We, we filmed not? it with Yorkshire Telly, who, yeah. um, if you haven't met them yet, well worth meeting. They're really lovely guys, and girl as well, actually. Um, <laughs> but they do, uh, it's completely free, and they go and film really good artists and um, dancers and anyone doing arty, interesting things around Yorkshire. Um, at, at interesting locations. Now, I'm not going to disclose our location because Pete thought of it. I'm going <laughs> to let him describe to Just you. Blame me. Let him describe to you his inspiration behind yeah. the location he chose for <laughs> we our shan't, film. We shan't, we shan't reveal where it is. You'll have to go online and check it out to actually see it. 
Just yorkshiretelly.com. I, I decided <laughs> Not yet, though. It's not there yet. Most of the bands that are on there, they all seem to go for the nice sort of countryside, out in a park somewhere, nice setting with some statues and some trees and some grass, and it's all very lovely. It's all very... Playing their acoustic music. Yeah. Uh, not knocking any of them, they all no. do some fantastic music, but I, I thought that with, a, with the kind of beauty of the beautiful aspects that we have in our music, it'd be nice to film somewhere a bit uglier yeah. For the contrast. Mm. So it's quite a surprising... I'm intrigued. Yeah. Very intrigued. <laughs> intrigued. So go online and check it out. I don't know when it... When well, it actually, online. you're invited to the gig. I've got tickets here, complimentary. Oh, thank, oh, thank you very much. much. Welcome so, down instead, then. You can really come and see it for the first time. Be in that crowd if anyone else wants to come. We've got a few tickets left to sell. They're only four quid each. There's three other brilliant Yorkshire bands playing, including Northern Torch, who are also showcasing their first video as oh, well. brilliant. Which they filmed in Leeds with volunteers as zombies as well. All right, there, so uh, yeah. I'm intrigued again. Oh, that's <laughs> what was going on. Yeah, that's what was week. going on. That's why there were zombies everywhere. Yeah, they had volunteers. <laughs> they I just thought it had been a particularly heavy Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, before, that's And everyone day. looked really bad. <laughs> but as, aside from that, I also work with Bomb Festival, which is Barnsley Original Music, um, yeah. and uh, we played on the main stage last year as a band. This year, Pete and I are going to go and do an acoustic set um, similar to tonight, mainly because I'm done doing the marketing for that music this year, and I'll be working in the office and all the mayhem that comes with being behind the scenes at a festival. But that is a brilliant thing to get involved with for any unsigned artist around Leeds. So uh, if you want any more information yeah. on that... Yeah, um, no, get, send yeah. it along and we'll put it on the website and yeah, get cool. more people involved. Claire, I've got quite a serious question for you. Okay. What's it like to be outnumbered in your band by male <laughs> influences? She's right, I can't really answer that question. <laughs> <laughs> we were just discussing who was going to answer that one. Yeah. I completely understand now why. Funnily enough, um, oh, I get bullied a lot. <laughs> I have to deal with a lot of banter but to be honest I've grown up with uh, three brothers and a little sister so I'm used to having more boys than girls um, I'm also used to very very strong sarcasm and banter because I ended up living in houses with just mainly boys when I was at uni mm. so it just kind of fed on from there really in fact my boyfriend finds it really weird that I'm so mean to uh, boy mates quite a lot of the time because when, when I first got together with him he was a bit confused whether this was a real, real fight going on or whether we were actually um, but you know to get to the point it's um, I, I think uh, I think it's really important that we're seen as a, as a band and uh, while I'm the lead singer and you know I started off the songwriting process and drew the band together at the start it's very much a, a group now and it feels like a family which sounds a bit cheesy but no, no. to be honest I think you know when it's a family when you can insult each other and yell at each other and the next minute you're hugging and everything's all cool. But um, yeah, they're pretty mean to me in practice and it gets pretty hot, sweaty and smelly. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say. It's not painting you in a good light, Pete. Sorry? It's not painting you in a good light. Oh, uh, well. You've got a big head anyway. I don't uh. want to feed it. <laughs> I really am painting in a good light. Oh, yeah. Oh, dear. <laughs> we'll break this He's up grimacing at me now. Yeah. yeah, we'll break this up before it, before it goes any further. And you don't need to Mike point and Jim were here as well. <laughs> She keeps pointing at me going, this question, John, no, this question. This question. I don't know. <laughs> I'll let Pete defend himself. This is, this is for either of you, both of you. If you could perform in any arena in the world, mm. where would it be? My word. So many of them. There is a lot of them. Well, pom, Wembley's pom. the obvious one to start with. Because mm, I'm British uh, and I want true. to make sure I've got yeah. that covered first. But then again, yeah, the O2 is Wembley a good arena. Around. Yeah, but Wembley's for longer. <laughs> not anymore, it has. Not the new one, has it? I think Donington Park I would uh, enjoy oh, playing. Oh, Donny. 
Just, I, just, I, so, I, just so I could at some point shout, scream for me, Donnington. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. pretend that I'm Bruce Dickinson just for a second. So Marcel Download rather than... Oh, yeah, I'd love to play Download. Although Sonisphere, I think, is getting yeah. better. Yeah, that's it's, getting more, it's getting bigger, isn't it? I'm going it? to Sonisphere and I can't wait to just sit with a cup of tea and watch Richard Cheese. Okay. <laughs> I can't afford it, so I'm stuck at home. <laughs> Woe is me. Never mind. I'd like to play Benny Cassim because I think that would be really good fun as a festival. And I'd like to play Burning Man Festival and all the wild and wacky ones abroad. I'd like I quite to go on fancy, a massive tour, really. Yeah. I fancy Madi- Madison Square Gardens. That sounds That's like a, a good, good one, one yeah. That's mm. a good one. Yeah, I can't believe you missed that one, actually. Dallas Cowboy think, Stadium. Nah. Massive. Keep it. <laughs> huge. 50-odd thousand people in there. Mm. I think for me, it's just performing in front of a load of people that are really enjoying the music yeah, and true. getting so much out of it. Feeding I think off it's... it's um, as long as that atmosphere is there and you haven't just got a crowd of people staring at you and being still, because that wouldn't be a good reaction. <laughs> and at the end, <laughs> and, uh, they just go, yay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As long as the crowd's loving it, I think I'd enjoy it anywhere, to be honest. Very true. Best thing about performing. Um, um, if you could jam with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be and why? Many, many, many <laughs> You're on the other one. You know one. the answer to this, because the last time we got asked this question, I stole your answer and you got really annoyed, because I didn't steal it. I said it first, <laughs> and he said I was going to say that. Yeah. I, can't, I can't one. remember what I said. First one. First, there's, there's the band been... that I said we agreed with earlier. Oh, oh, Led Zeppelin. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. See? We had that yeah, with the Ultra Girls yeah, uh, a couple of weeks back. Yeah, but not the Ultra Girls said that. Did they? they? Said no, they didn't say Led Zeppelin. No, One of the girls, when we asked oh, them that, there were five she said uh, Jesse J. And, uh, Who said Led Zeppelin then? Was no, it po- oh, Poetry for Mammoths? Yes, they did. Oh. That's who it was. I think, I, think, I think Dave Grohl would be a great Oh, oh yeah. Brilliant. He could throw all kinds of ideas. And Lenny Kravitz as well. Kurt Cobain's mine. That's a good one. Yeah. Beyonce would be on mine. And funny enough, Mariah Carey. Mm-hmm. I, I think she's amazing, but I'd like to do jams kind of more in the style of her older stuff. Yeah, that's more my scene. Ah, just a bit. I can top you all. Debrish. Go on then. Queen. Uh, Queen. Well, I wouldn't want to jam with Queen. What? I, th- I think they need to just leave him well alone. That's it. Quite set it. in the way. No, no. It'd yeah. just be nice to be able to just even just stand there and watch them play. It'd be like. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Tori Amos would be pretty cool. A piano off. Not mm. a piano. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I could just imagine. That would be amazing. <laughs> I think I might stop halfway through and just concentrate on the singing and let her get on with it. Yeah, yeah just, just, just let her be your backing singer, uh, your backing yeah, performer. Yeah, that, yeah. Oh, that would be so cool. So we're gonna we're gonna throw some silly questions at you yeah. now. You stop pointing at it. I can't it. help it. I've got. I'm gonna get a pointy stick. I don't need a pointy. Put your hand in your pocket. <laughs> hey dear, what is? Oh, what was your favourite childhood possession? Ooh. Childhood possession. Um, I can think of a toy immediately that was one of my favourite toys. Um, well, my favourite possession would probably have been my clarinet or my CD player, which was an ancient thing that I'm trying to describe it with my hands. But people <laughs> that are listening can't see. It was flat and it, and it wasn't that great, but I loved it until it died. Mm-hmm. Um, but my favourite toy was a treehouse, and it was O Penny. It was a bit like. Um, you know Polly in my pocket. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it was a lot, it was the next one up from Polly in your pocket. Yeah, so where in it between. was a bit bigger, so you could sort actually Polly in your handbag. Polly in your handbag. <laughs> <laughs> but this was called Good O Penny, and this little land had a little, little old lady, little old man couple, and she had um, they had they lived in this treehouse, 
and there was a slide in the middle of it. So you'd open the lid of the treehouse and they had their whole little house and their kitchen and everything. A bit and like I found um, the detail really cool. Sylvanian families. Yeah, a bit like that kind yeah. of thing. But the, the way they got out of their house, which, which was what I always didn't quite understand, because it's the old couple living in the treehouse, not you know the young couple that are all kind of bouncing <laughs> around doing sports and stuff. It's the old couple who have to leave their house by a slide in the middle of the trunk. <laughs> and this was the best toy. In How the world. did they get back up? That's what I always wondered. Like, I think I just made them jump. <laughs> but yeah, Imagination. That was one of my favourite toys. Oh, <laughs> what about you, Pete? Uh, I could, I, honestly, I'd have to be extremely cheesy and musically obsessive and say my first guitar. Mm. Oh, my first one. electric guitar, which was a dreadful piece of stuff. <laughs> An encore strat copy that was falling <laughs> apart, and my dad for like a fiver <laughs> it ties in nicely with next question that one as well yeah what would you do if you lost it or someone stole it I no longer have that guitar but I did have a guitar stolen I had a guitar stolen and it was uh, an insurance scam set up by the guy that owned the rehearsal studios that we had a lock up in oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, he faked a break in bad. faked a break in and stole my uh, he stole my my Gibson SG <gasps> which had Zach Wilde's signature pickups in it. And I, I probably shouldn't admit to what I did in retaliation. No, <laughs> let's, let's not uh, right no. Keep, keep them guessing. Keep I, them wasn't, guessing. I, wasn't, I wasn't happy with him. No. I'll put it that way. But yes, he stole my guitar and sold it. Oh, dear. It's not good. Not good. I think Some an instrument people. that you really love that you've you know, played on for many, many years. It's got lots of stories mm. to tell, so yeah. it's like a part of you guys. So, so, as soon as you write a song on an instrument, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the instrument itself holds a, a yeah. deep meaning for you. Exactly. I've got a thing about my my pale. It's like a turquoisey blue acoustic guitar, and good. I won't ever sell it. I can't play it. I tried. I can't to sell play it. it. It's just pretty, and I just like looking at it. That's so. the beautiful thing about musical instruments yeah. as well. I think um, they they look like beautiful pieces of art, yeah. and your I just appreciate it as it mm. is. Then why is it I tried to sell your guitar? I just wanted to see what it was worth, really. I was just going <laughs> to... If anybody bid on it on the certain auction website, I was just going to retract the bid and yeah, go, no, it didn't, it, <laughs> you're it, not having it, it. It didn't work, did it? No, not really. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, <laughs> didn't even get a tenner for oh, it. Yeah. Never mind. I'll keep it forever. It's too special. It's priceless. Yeah. So here's yeah. a fun one for you. This can be either as a band or yourselves personally, but what's the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to you? <laughs> now you've got to relive it. <laughs> We just don't allow that to happen in our band. We're professional at all times. You <laughs> <laughs> nice may answer. laugh, but well, Mike James nice would agree. I, I was, actually, do you know, uh, I would say it was probably last night at work when uh, my colleague Gabby pulled my pants down. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's nice. <laughs> Beautiful. I was, uh, yeah, fully exposed to a couple of hundred customers for a brief second. Nice. <laughs> so that was fun. Nice. I enjoyed that. Um, where do you see yourselves this time next year? Or rather, where do you want to be? Well, I think um, it's a pretty predictable answer from me. Um, I want to be playing music as much as possible in mm. as many different places to as many different audiences that are enjoying it. But we'd like to really release an album. That's what we're working towards. Um, that costs money and True. it takes a lot of time. We've got all the songs for an album now, we're ready to do it, but we need to um, raise the funds really, so um, we, um, yeah, we just gotta work towards that goal, I think, play more festivals, and um, keep doing gigs like you know the ones that we're doing, and thank everybody for supporting us. Cool, brilliant. 
Do you want me to answer this one then? Answer. Answer. I can, answer. answer. Can answer I can try and answer it. Um, okay. Do you want to give it here and I'll read it? To you? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that comes later. Oh, <laughs> that's later yeah. um, I've lost what it Oh yeah. Uh, tell us a funny story about the band, like something that's happened at or before a gig or a recording, jam session, something like that. That's just had you in stitches. Oh, that happens every rehearsal. <laughs> 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 um, yeah. Look, have you got one in your head? Uh, I can't bring a, speci- a specific one to m- mind, no. Um, <laughs> there's been so many. The dynamic I, between... I can, can visualise scenes of immense laughter. <laughs> I, can't, I, can't Remember trace, why. I can't trace it back to the cause. The banter between um, the boys is something that often I have to leave the room because I can't really sing. But what they'll do is they'll, they'll start making up choreography and dance moves in the middle of their playing and the guitars become almost gun-like and the boys are... Me and Michael often uh, gesture to each other during rehearsals. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> uh, if one of us makes a mistake, then there'll be some... Oh, dear. Some rude gestures towards one another that will like, end... But you have to do the, the gesture without just... stopping playing. That's the key. Because yeah. if you mess up as a result of that, then... So, uh, I, I, yeah, my mind's gone blank now about actual... Well, the one where Pete forgot his trousers was quite funny. <laughs> um, and he had to go on stage in jeans and the rest I, of us had, were all in smarts. I had my scruffiest jeans. <laughs> like they literally have a tear that starts above my knee and goes all the way down my shin. And it just flaps open. It's basically just, it's just my leg. I've thought and I usually wear like nice smart trousers and yeah, shoes. Yeah, and, and he looks all... So I always had jeans, T-shirt... Hair. They used to be in fashion yes. though, the ripped jeans. You'd have massive holes yeah, in your jeans and barely have any jeans. It was more there's, leg. There's been ripped and being absolutely. Yeah, there's ripped jeans. Throwing the bin. Just, and only just about wearing yeah. jeans. And um, we've got a, a message for you guys actually Ooh, from well G, uh, Jim Gaylard and <laughs> Emma Bardil. <laughs> and oh. they say, We are listening. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> That's very nice. I won't tell yeah. the story I was about to tell then, Jim. Okay. <laughs> um, I'll tell a story about um, the previous drummer who very selfishly ran away to be a doctor, um, known as Dr. John, um, rather aptly. Funnily enough. Um, <laughs> but um, in a way, you know, he, he did us a favour because Jim's amazing, obviously. I would have to say that now he's listening, but he would have said it anyway. <laughs> I would actually have said it anyway, but the funny story is um, Dr. John coined uh, what we call a hit-and-run gig. While we were both wor- working sort of nine to five and having to run to do a gig wherever we physically could but get home and go to sleep as quickly as possible uh, we got invited to do a gig at a school I think it was in Bradford or something but we didn't realise no it wasn't a school it was a downstairs of a theatre and we arrived and at that point we were just a drummer and me on the piano and singing so we're a bit of a weird band this is before Pete walked up to me and actually got involved um, and um, we, we arrived with great sense of urgency and we realised we were at what was, seemed like a kind of sixth form recital evening there were parents grandparents in the audience and that was about it um we a couple of people with acoustic guitars played and then we we came on played our set they, they were treating us like rock stars which we found quite well, hey. cool you know but they were all 16 so Aww. at that point we were sort of 21 screaming, going, yeah. we did we did three or four songs and and then we up to lesser we've got to go got a gig to go to and then we just went <laughs> and we were i think turnaround time was about 45 minutes from leeds to bradford and back Not, something along those lines Not bad. it was pretty so yeah, that that we we found it quite funny. But <laughs> I don't know. See, I told you I'm not supposed to be telling jokes. <laughs> He's supposed to tell the funny stories. No one's laughing for a reason. I wasn't there for that. I can't tell. No. You can, you no, can come true. up with a different one. Well, no, I don't have one. No, no. we're not funny. Sorry. No. <laughs> um, if you could have a superpower, what would it be and why? Come on, Pete. Any? Should we tell you ours? Go on, tell us yours. Flight. Yeah, I think yeah. I was thinking flight. And in fact, I had this conversation with a friend the other day about uh, how great it would be to be able to fly. And I don't know why, but one of us mentioned that if if we did have the ability to fly, 
I don't know why this came up, but I wouldn't want to have to run to take off. <laughs> <laughs> you just want to put your hand up in the air. I and just, off want, you just go. want to be able to just go, oh, I'm flying. Yeah, great. <laughs> That's what old Superman used to do, didn't he? Go yeah. up, up at it, run out of the window. And but, stuff. but you think like a plane has to get get up some speed first, or <laughs> anything I like Superman that. Superman just put his arm like, up in the air. Yeah, that I thought one. In the new ones, he did. We're all putting our arm up in the air now. But but I'd have I have to be honest and say, if I did have the power of flight, I probably wouldn't use it for any kind of vigilante. That's the next question. Would you use it for good or evil? That's the next question. Well, I wouldn't say evil, but I'd say selfish. Yeah, I said that. When I fancy a tan, I'll just go to Mexico and that's it. You know, if somebody's in peril... Why would you come back if you could fly? Well, exactly. You might get bored, though. You travel. Because I'm British and I'm proud of you. All your mates can't fly, Claire. They're all stuck here while you're off gallivanting around. And they don't do Yorkshire puddings. Maybe my superpower would be I'd want all my friends to be able to fly as well. And you don't have to pay Ryanair a pound to go for a week. That's true. That is a bit bonkers, isn't mm. it? Just a bit. What about you, Claire? Have you got a superpower? Oh, uh, my superpower. I always thought in- invisibility because I'm not the kind of person that s- kind of shrinks easily into the background. I don't know if you got that impression or not from talking to me. <laughs> say <it> Somehow <laughs> I, um, I'm not very good at, you know, keeping out of the limelight. So I think it would be quite an interesting experience for me to just be a wallflower for a bit and find out what was going on. See, if I had invincibility, though, I'd just run around pulling everybody's Invisibil- pants down. Invisibility, <laughs> not invincibility. In, not invincibility. <laughs> same thing. That too, that's on offer. Yeah. You just go around pulling everybody's pants down. It's going it's to get boring after a while, though, isn't it? <laughs> not yeah, to no, Nobody being able <laughs> to see it and be like, look it's at me, yeah, look at it me. Is a boy I, think from, I think from a practical joker's point of view, the ability to stop time. That's what I choose. He's I that's love his that. favourite. Yeah. Just being able to just go click. But if you wanted somebody to stay with you, you just go, Click. Oh, yeah, everybody yeah. else stops. Then you could just, you could move people having a conversation. You could move them really <laughs> close to each other, <laughs> so their noses virtually touching, and then start time again and just watch them. Just that'd be. I think I think you got that from that movie with Adam Sandler in with the remote. That's Click. where you got it yes, from. Yes, I did indeed. Yeah. We should yeah. ask Jim what his is and get him to email it yeah. in. Jim. Jim, if you're listening, can you tell us what your superpower is, please? And guess mics. Thanks. <laughs> make one up for mics. Yeah, yeah, make one, make up. one up. I think we could probably think of one, but yeah. that would be cool. If you were stranded on a... Oh, we, you've been shipped off to a desert island and you could take three things with you, what would it be and why? A ship. <laughs> 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 nice answer. That's the best answer. I said the lilo. Just one thing. <laughs> a lilo. It's more fun. Uh, you've got three things, I, though. So. Like, well, I'd, I'd take a lilo that was also a water slide. You know those ones oh, that are really, yeah. really massive? Yeah. And you can, uh, like, death slides, but on the uh, blow-up ones. I'd get that rigged up near the island for some fun times. If I was going to be stuck there, I might as well enjoy it. Uh, I'd take... If I couldn't take a ship, I'd take a lot of booze. Oh, yeah. yeah. Whiskey, probably. Whiskey or rum, maybe. I think I've got three. Rum would feel <laughs> <right. I'll laughs> gonna say, yeah, right. rum, definitely. Yeah, yeah, headache tablets. Rum, whiskey, and headache rum and tablets. Yeah. So you've got rum, Alcatelta, <laughs> and a boat. I've so far got um, a Lilo slide. A Lilo slide. Um, I'll take a baby grand piano because that's what I really want. Mm-hmm. I love Roland. Sorry, Roland. Um, but I also want a real one that isn't um, electric. So yeah. I can have both types. And I would also take loads of books, or am I only allowed one book? No, uh, well, you can have a selection. A selection. Well, you said you were taking a library. A, a library. library. There yeah, you go. Yeah, that's, a, that's an item. Indeed. Mine's really simple: sunscreen, Haribo, and water. Uh, well, I'm, I'm practical. <laughs> Too practical, probably. I think we're we're very unpractical. Yeah. I think we're going to get ill. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't got any food. I've got no, no. sustenance. We're no. thinking about fun rather than. I've got Haribo. <laughs> I'll have to restrict it to a quarter of a Haribo a day. A quarter. Yeah, of a, yeah, a quarter a day. day. Hey. Dear. Well, there's, there's kind of sustenance in whiskey, I suppose. We haven't got any water between us, and I've got well, no food. 
No, no one's got seawater. Okay. It's going to be an interesting. You can't salt. drink seawater. You can. can. <laughs> make a fire. <laughs> it's making me thirsty. I'm going to have to have some water. That's all right. Thought of not having any. Go on. Luke. Um, what's your favourite animal? Dog always has been, always will be. I love dogs. I miss my dog. My dog back at home at my parents in Birmingham. That's a cool dog. And he's he's Big. old and Aww. blind and deaf. Sounds Is like he a Heinz Fifty Seven or? He's a he's a he's a cocker spaniel called Jarvis, Aww. and he's about thirteen years old. And yeah, he basically spends his days just throwing up and <laughs> chilling out, and <laughs> chilling, breaking wind, and <laughs> just generally making a mess and being, being Aww, a nuisance. That's what my dog, that, well, that's what my mum's dog does. Dog, he's exactly yeah. the same, except he's a Laz app. So all he does is sleep, eat, trump, and that's about it. <laughs> yeah, pretty that's much. About it. Pretty much. What about you, Claire? Favorite animal? Um, I'd have to say debut because I've got two at the moment. And they're a bit more interesting, I suppose. Yeah, it's true. Very true on that you one. Didn't, you didn't neither of you flinch then. You know what debuts are. <laughs> yeah. You've heard of them. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I have indeed. He used I to work for um, Pets at Home. Pets at Home. And oh, I used to work at the... Pets at Home are awesome. I used no, to work at the... Um, <laughs> well, I've got my debuts from them, so they're not bad. That's true. I used to work at the puppy pet store down here, just down the road, where they sell puppies. So that was fun. That's where indeed. I got um, my Cocker Spaniel from. Oh, yeah. <laughs> called Oliver. So Oliver. I also very like parrots as well. Indeed. Yeah. Yeah, he's uh, ginger or oh, orange ginger. or golden or whatever ginger, they call ginger, it. He's ginger. Ginger, 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 ginger. He's more ginger, ginger than orange. What's wrong with ginger? Nothing. Nothing. He just picks on it because he's ginger and his dog's white. So yep. his dog apparently is cooler because he's white. Pure white. We don't have a doggist in here, do we? <laughs> I think we do, to be honest. <laughs> just a bit. <laughs> okay, I'll throw a serious <laughs> question. <laughs> I'll throw a serious question at you now. Mm-mm. Obviously, the music scene is very large, very tricky but why should people listen to your music instead of other people's obviously we know why well, don't don't listen to us instead of other people's listen yeah. to as, well as, as well as other people's I then, agree then you with have that. a reference point <laughs> <laughs> so, you, so you can tell just how amazing we are that's that's pete's answer um <laughs> no i think that's 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 a nice way of looking at it but i also think that mm-hmm. um you'd get bored if you listen to the same artist forever mm-hmm. all the time I like to listen to a massive cross-section, so I'd expect our music to be appealing to the, to the kind of person that's quite eclectic. We thought we'd call ourselves post-eclectic for a while because our music <laughs> incorporates folk, rock, pop, acoustic, metal, the hints of metal. Not, obviously, you can't really hear that at this point when we're playing mm. acoustically, but if you came along to an electric gig, um, we're gigging in London on the uh, 20th of July in, at Punk in Soho. Like, cool. that, that's where you can hear some of the heavier stuff. I think, um, listen to us because you get a lot of variety, like I've just said, and um, it's very melody-driven sound. So um, I think um, I'd like to think that in a a world where there's an awful lot of manufactured stuff happening, um, that we hopefully wouldn't be fitting into that bracket because we we really want to focus on something that's really melodic and interesting, and that's what we do. Good Mm -hmm. stuff. Um, Where can people get hold of your music? Um, we're on iTunes. Um, our first demo that we ever did is on there. Um, uh, there's also some free downloads available on the web as well. If you if you just join our Facebook page, which is just facebookcom slash leads, um, then uh, you can actually find your way to the free downloads. But I usually um, bring CDs along to the gigs as well. But you can you can just um, drop me a, a line on Facebook or an email and and buy a CD that way. They're only four pounds and you get eleven tracks. Fantastic. So that's quite a bargain, really. It is indeed. Indeed, it is a bargain. Um, I'm going to skip that question actually because it kind of ties yep. in with one of the earlier questions. Okay. Um, question tennis. I'm g- yeah, yes, that's, that's what it is, pretty much. This is actually a good one. Go I on think then. I thought of this one. I 
think. Um, the music industry is one of the toughest in the world. What made you both want to get into it? That was my question. I'd just that like to find out. not your question. <laughs> I'll, I'll answer quickly, because um, for me, there wasn't an option to be out of it. Fair enough. Yeah. There's no, there was never, never any doubt. That's what you wanted that to do. That's it's all yeah. I've ever wanted to do. Fair I've, enough. I've, I've tried my hand at jobs, and they're <laughs> boring, aren't they, jobs? They're that gets rid of question Not eight. at all fulfilling. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know, my, my favourite job I'm playing tennis battleships over here. <laughs> <laughs> Just blowing them out of the water. Speaking of jobs, what's your day job? Yes. I'm a barman right. at the Dry Dock in Leeds. Oh. Nice place to be a barman. Barman? Barman? Barman. You're barman. Barman. Yeah. I've got Especially lots on of Tuesday. jobs, actually. Lots of jobs. I've got about <laughs> four. Oh, my God. Um... I had to shred a few because um, I was growing too many heads and too many skins and it was getting a bit scary when I played on stage for people. So, see, so you laughed at that one. That was almost a laugh. <laughs> anyway, um, I write music features for the Orchard Evening Post. Um, so I've, I've, I've been lucky enough to interview... Um, Scott Gorham was my favourite so far. Of Thin Lizzy, he was a really nice guy. It was pretty exciting. Wow! And I took Pete to the gig. He's interviewed when I couldn't. I couldn't make interviewing left tones, so I got Pete to do it, and then he got to watch them. We be, oh, we both went to Rob Zombie, and I reviewed them and uh, Skunk and Nancy. Um, that was pretty cool. So that's that's all. That's a nicely tying in sort of yeah, day job. Yeah, but true. then I'm also I work for a digital marketing agency as well oh. called Bloom Media um, but if you type me in on the internet you won't find me under Claire Cameron because I work under an alias oh. <laughs> um, but um, uh, what else do I do yeah I've, I've got this band and we've got our function band for weddings and parties and bar mitzvahs near you if you need us so you see in the secrets is what you need to look for <laughs> and uh, I'm also marketing manager for Bomb Festival as I mentioned earlier uh, so uh, quite busy very busy Brilliant. but it's all fun mostly. well yeah. that's it as long as you enjoy it yeah um, now, this is, uh, I think this is actually the final question. It it's is. not really a question. It isn't, it isn't. But if you could ask us one question, but only one question, what would it be? I'll take Why did you invite us onto your show? Ooh, now I can answer that one. You can. I was recommended by a friend. I don't know if you had ever got in touch with you. Um, I used to start working on a radio station called uh, South Leeds Stadium on a show called First Play. Didn't last very long. Mm -hmm. And Brett was the host and he was, I think he was trying to get in touch with me. I don't know if he actually did. He recommended you to me and I started listening in. What's his surname? Cullen. C-U-L-L-E-N. Oh. Rings a bell. I think he did. Um, we were going to try to get you in as a guest, but he just went and did the, that show. Um, hence why I'm now here. Um, well, thanks for remembering us. Yes, I did. I was there thinking, I know there's something Cameron, something Cameron, Claire, Claire, Claire. Oh, type it in. Du, 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 du. Aha! Listen to the music, loved it, and thought, right, okay, let's get in touch. That's a good sign. I'm glad you loved exactly. it straight away. Did indeed. Exactly. Did indeed. That's all the questions we've got for you guys. So we'd like to thank you very much for coming in. Thank you very um, much. If there's anything us. else you want to tell the listeners, while um, you're on. just uh, grab the last couple of tickets for 360 Club. It's potentially the most exciting gig of our career yet. And it's this Friday, so just um, get get online and type in Claire Cameron Band and you'll find me pretty easily and I'll get the tickets ready for you. Brilliant. And tell all your mates how good we are. Oh, yeah. That would be nice we if, shall. if you think so. Thank you. Well, thank <laughs> I think you've got a few, a few fans from the show tonight, which is always a bonus. Awesome. Thank you very <laughs> much for having us. It's been no a pleasure. No problem at all. And anytime you want to come back in or if you've got anything happening, send us an email and we'll let everybody know. Exactly. Will do.
more than just wanting it. Aim high, never rest. Put your passion to the test. Give your all, never less. Famous means that you're the best.